Hello and welcome to the newest edition episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Um, be sure to follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. And please uh, keep uh, feel free to subscribe to it on Apple or Spotify. And to kick things off to this episode, we are finally we are talking about the Penguins' second win of the season coming up a 2-1 win against the Anaheim Ducks last night in Pittsburgh to finish off their four-game homestand open the season before a back-to-back, which starts tomorrow night and Sunday in in Minnesota and Winnipeg. They'll play the Winnipeg Jets for the second time in less than a week, believe it or not. And there's a lot to like out of this game. A lot to like. Um, I guess we'll let's just get right into it. Uh, Sidney Crosby. Um... What else can you really say about uh, Sidney Crosby? Um, he was his usual self last night. Because um, right now the Penguins are really a one-line team. With four or five of their top nine wingers out. Well, top nine uh, forwards out, I should say. There's not a lot of um, scoring depth on their bottom three lines. Those lines really don't scare you, especially with getting Malkin and Nick Bukestad out. Two of their centers, Al Galchenyuk, Brian Rust. But... Sidney Crosby, he, he he brought it last night, and he was all over the ice. I, he, Mike Sullivan, after the game, call, called him the best 200-foot player in the league. Um, he's up there, that's for sure. He's definitely in my top five for that category. Um, he was good defensively, but offensively, of course, is where um, his game is the best, and he brought it, like I said, um, uh, the first Penguins goal came on that power play. It was that vintage Chris Letang, Sidney Crosby uh, shot tip. Uh, shot, yeah, shot pass tip, basically. Letang shoots it right to Crosby's stick, and he tips it past Gibson to make it 1-0. Um, they, they've done that so many times uh, throughout uh they're both of their careers. Um, I, I've honestly lost count of how many times it's happened. Um, I believe that's how they won their opening game uh, last season against the Capitals. It was a shot uh, tip pass um, in overtime. That was that crazy uh, 7-6 game over Washington. I think that was the first uh, game for the Penguins after they got eliminated by the Capitals uh, in the previous spring. But yeah, they, they, they practice that play routinely in practice. There's videos all over uh, Twitter or YouTube of that. Going on, that was a nice play. That was a great play, and then of course for the game-winning goal, um, Dominic Simone uh, got the puck up. Um, now I know that's probably going to piss off some sort of the, some of the Penguins fans, but you know he had a really good game. He got the puck to Crosby, and Crosby just he 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 did the rest. Uh, he shrugged past Josh Manson like it was no tomorrow, and Manson was all over him for a little bit, and then Crosby just a beautiful backhand dish to Jake Ensel who gets his first goal of the season for the Penguins and it came at about just before the eight minute mark of the third period. It came at about, I think it was seven, the fifth, seven thirty seven mark of the period. And yeah, uh, it was, uh, I'm actually, I, I, I probably watched this replay so many times. Sim- uh, Simone just got the puck to Crosby shrug. Like I said, shrugs off Man- Manson and then just dishes it from just about the goal line, and Gensel just buries it past Gibson. and he had no chance on that. And that was the deciding. That was the deciding uh, goal. And the Penguins, uh, they played. Um, I wanted to say they they played a lot better defensively. We'll get to um, a special someone in the next segment. Um, cough, John Marino. Um, but this was so much of a better game defensively for the Penguins. They they were uh, especially for the Schultz Pedersen pairing. Um, they were seeing the ice better. They were making better decisions. They weren't getting carved caved in their own zone. I wrote an article for Last Word on Hockey 
uh, today uh, talking about how that Perry needs to be a lot better. It was a big step in the right direction. Um, I was reading uh, Josh Yowie's, um recap piece. It looked like the Penguins only gave up about, I think, um, I'm trying to find where he said it. Um, I know Matt. Uh, I know Matt Murray had 32, uh, 31 saves on thirty two shots. Um, he, he that was a big rebound game for him. Uh, much better from Murray. Um, a lot of the saves he he really didn't have to like. I guess work for them. I know the goal he gave up. I really wasn't a big fan of it, but I think he was kind of screened a little bit as well, which was also uh, not good. But um, the Penguins they really did not give up a lot of odd man rushes. Um, they, they pinched at the right time, especially for the defensemen. Um, Sullivan actually had a really good uh, um, quote after the game or was this morning, basically. Um, Sullivan said, you know, that's three games in a row where we've kept our scoring chances against at a very reasonable number. And more importantly, the grade A scoring chances, we've limited those three games in a row. That gives our team a chance to win on any given night, regardless of who is in the lineup. Yep. I mean, that, that basically sums it up, Mike. Um, there's a reason why uh, Sullivan is one of the best coaches in hockey and you know, I, he was very, most likely very displeased uh, with the Sabres game. And, of course, uh, I think the Jets game still, he had to have been displeased. They gave up a little more than they should have. But, like I said, it, the, the Ducks really did not have any grade-A scoring chances. I mean, like, like I said, their only goal came on probably a C-grade chance maybe because um, it was just a bad angle shot that went past Murray. I mean, other than that, I really couldn't um, find too many other plays where um, – the Ducks just had a lot of good chances. I know Murray made that awesome um, jersey save. Got a little lucky with the bounce, but um, still, uh, Murray, just such a just a much better performance from him. Um, uh, Sullivan, like I said, wants to play with he play within structure that he wants them, and you know, also I think like this is kind of like the hockey that I think he wants them to play with all these injuries. You know, the Penguins cannot play this high risk style that they're used to playing with all their forwards healthy, all their defense and healthy. Not when Evgeny Malkin is hurt and abused at. You have to simplify the, your game. You have to play much stingier defense. And like, does it seem boring a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be the first to say it. Yeah, it does. But you know what? That's the way they're going to have to play for now. I mean, you know, they're not going to play like the 1999 Devils here. I mean, come on. Like, this isn't the trap that they're going to play, but they are they are going to have to play much stingier defense, kind of like how the Islanders did uh, last season, you know. They're, like, that was honestly one of their biggest reasons why they made the playoffs and why, of course, their goaltending was absolutely um, outstanding. Ah, I finally did find it in Josh's article. They were guilty of nine giveaways. Um, it, like I said, still in, a, in, a, in the right direction. It, it's a better number than in comparison to the first game of the season. Where they actually, I believe, had like 17 giveaways against the Sabres. Ugh. And many more odd man rushes. But um, like I said, it was just a night and day performance from the Winnipeg game. It was a game the Penguins had to have. And the players even said so in uh, Josh's article. Um, Josh wrote a great article. Um, even Chris Letang said, you know, you know, this was good. We needed this win. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Mike Sullivan, you know, said we played smart. And that's basically all you, you need to... All you need to say, yeah, Latang even said, we, I thought we played a good defensive game tonight. This was, uh, I think, Chris Latang's best game of the season. Uh, he was a bit off those first three games. Oh, well, I thought the Columbus game, he wasn't too bad. But I feel like he like, wasn't his normal Chris Latang self, maybe those couple of games. 
But um, he really got back to it tonight. Him and Brian Dumlin were awesome. Um, that pair needs to be awesome going forward. I'm sure they will be. The Most of their games will be good. And like I said, the Schultz-Patterson pairing finally and finally showed a pulse um, against the Ducks. They were much better offensively. Justin Schultz, you know, like I said, they need to get more out of him. He needs to find his game back. I mean, he's playing with a much better partner. Um, and Marcus Patterson than Jack Johnson. And yeah, but overall, this was just a much better, clean win for the Penguins tonight. All right, so um, so for you guys who want to hear more about Vivid Seats, it's an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that can last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats offers a great prices and an easy purchasing experience, as well as an in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards. With reward sizes, you can rate, they can range from MVP to Hall of Famer. Customers can earn from 10% up to 16% credit on all their purchases through the, our, the app for the month of August. You just have to go to the App Store, Google Play, and download the Vivid Seats app on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, whatever, and you'll be automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, and you'll enjoy credit on all their purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards. Just remember that all the confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. All right, so... Um, I guess another point I wanted to get to after this game was John Marino. Um, this was his second game, and um, you really couldn't make a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for here. You couldn't really like make a lot of like generalizations about him, or you couldn't really look at his game. He, they they played seven defensemen against Winnipeg. Still, I'll die on that hill. That's so stupid to do that. Um, I thought he looked fine in that game, but tonight, uh, wow. Um, it, it definitely looks. I mean, tonight, of course, last night. Um, wow. Uh, the Penguins look like they really like him. Uh, uh, Sean Gentile also wrote a great article for The Athletic. Shout out to him. Um, the Penguins really like this kid. I still don't know um, what Edmonton did not see in this kid, but like, there's a lot to like about him. Uh, he was he was he was great in his defensive zone tonight. He he made he made a play. Um, he denied his own entry that I don't think I've ever seen Jack Johnson or Eric Goodbranson do as their time as a Penguin. And it was just a simple play. The Ducks, they were trying to get it in the zone, and Marino just stepped up and punched it out, and it went right back into the opposing blue line. It was just a great play by Marino. Um, it's almost like, wow, like this is what happens when a mobile guy with good hockey sense and good puck-moving skills can do to your defense. He needs to keep playing every single game uh, you gotta see what you have in this kid um and with this with him playing now two games in a row um i think that there's gonna be trade speculation now i mean if there wasn't already of course jack johnson eric goodbranson uh bob mckenzie said that the penguins are also looking to potentially deal him that would make sense like i said that there's nine defensemen on this team um that's too many and you don't need nine defensemen they're gonna trade one of them and marino's a righty and i know sullivan loves the lefty righty thing but um, the time could be of the essence here for Eric Goodbrands. It doesn't look like he's going to potentially be here that long. Um, especially if Marino keeps this up, uh, they, they need more of him. Um, uh, he, he honestly, he was correcting some of Jack Johnson's errors more than once tonight. Um, 
one of my one of the best people from Penn's Twitter, uh, uh, Chad, uh, Mad Chad. Shout out to him. Uh, one of my really good friends in there posted a uh, posted a clip actually of Jack Johnson just utterly getting schooled and John and, and, and he was actually I think he was trying I'm looking up the clip right now he was trying to direct traffic of course my text uh, thing goes off um yeah he was trying to like direct John Marino to go to him after getting absolutely schooled by the Ducks um for and then they gave up a chance Matt Murray had to make a wraparound save it was um I'm trying to remember who 49 was on the Ducks, but he, I mean, Marino, I mean, he, he couldn't do anything there. It, it, it was just so funny, like, to me. I, that was just a really funny thing. I, like, if, if that were me in a hockey league or, like, me in the NHL, like, I'd want to have a talk with that kind of person. Uh, I just, like, ugh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But that was, I thought that struck me as something that was really uh, funny. It looked like Jack Johnson didn't even try to uh, play that. Um, I hung out to dry there, but you know, that's what happens when your defensive partner is Jack Johnson. Hopefully, uh, Jack Johnson will be benched at some point for Yuso Rikula. Um, that is another player that the Penguins are going to have to take a look at. Uh, you played in less than four, half the games last season. Um, you didn't really, you still don't really know what you have in him. He made a team. Everyone was saying, oh yeah, you know, he's had a great camp. Oh yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's done. He's looked really good in the preseason. And then, uh, and then right before the opening game, he's on the third pair, and he looks like he's going to get in. And then they, of course, get the injuries with Brian Rust, and then he's out of the lineup. And then Jack Johnson's playing top four minutes for the first game. So they got. I think you know. I would be curious to see a Ricola uh, Marino pairing. Uh, I know not a lot of NHL experience there, but you know what? You got to see what you have in those ki- uh, those kids. You know, you, you know what you have in Jack Johnson. It's not great. Um, he, he, he the possession that he has with a player, it goes down. Like just so far, whenever he's on the ice, like he just he makes everyone on the ice so much worse. I, I know, I know, I'm beating a dead horse. Um, Eric Ban- Eric Branson, uh, same way for the he hasn't really impressed me as much as he was during that 19 game stint. It's almost as if the regression is happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it'd be curious to see how long Marino gets games for. Um, I would like uh, Sullivan to keep playing him. Um, Sullivan actually had a really good, I listened, was listening to the, um, the press conference after the game and Sullivan said about John Marino, he goes, I think that was maybe misunderstood after last game in Winnipeg when we put him in the lineup. We put him in the lineup because we think he can help us win. We put him in the lineup because he's a good hockey player and he's shown a lot through training camp and up until this point in the early part of the season. So that's why the decision was made to put him in the lineup in the first place. I thought he had another strong game, big, strong kid. Good stick, mobile defense hard. He's got a little edge to this game, and he's got poise with the puck, and that's what he's shot. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's basically I think all of what uh, people were seeing with the eye test and all that. I know his numbers have not, his underlying numbers have not been good, like I said, playing with Jack Johnson, but if you just strictly look at the eye test and you watch him play, he's, he's mobile, he's fast, he's good defensively. Um, like I said, he's good, and he's not getting hemmed in his own zone too much through two games. Um, and you know, it, it, it's hard to see why the, like I said, why the Oilers traded him if he was already this pretty decent. Um, and I hope he keeps getting a chance. Uh, maybe he could have been in from game one, but you know, hope, like I said, hope he gets getting a chance, uh, down the stretch as we, um, especially as the Penguins now open their first, uh, road trip of the season before coming back, I think for three more home games against, um, Vegas being one of them, I think. Uh, Dallas or Florida? No, Florida is the road trip. I'll have to look up their schedule um, at some point, but I know they have three more home games after this back-to-back.
Also, also last night, uh, Brandon Tanev. Um, I know he has not scored yet. Uh, he's, it, it looks like he's getting close. Uh, he's, he's getting really close. Um, we'll, I'll get to Dominic Cahoon in actually a minute. This that was his best game too as a Penguin. But I thought Brandon Tanev. This was um, another just another really really strong game for him. Um, I know we've said it all so many times. Um, you know, contract's not good. You know, six six uh, six years. But you know, this is he's drawn five penalties in four games now. Um, that's that that's really good. And also the Penguins have uh, speaking about penalties. The Penguins have also really not been short-handed. Uh, through much of this season, I think last night was the one of the first times they were on the penalty kill throughout the season. The Penguins, I think, at one point last night had five power plays to the Ducks one. Uh, that's not something you see every day, considering a lot of the time that the NHL refs love to do the makeup calls. Um, they'll call something that, um, and what is a makeup call? They'll call something that's a really um, ticky tacky. It's not really a penalty, but they'll call it to even even it up, bro, because. You know, I guess one team can't have way more power plays than the other. But last night there was. Uh, the Penguins had a, a lot more power plays than the Ducks. And Brandon Tanev, was, he was causing a lot of disruptions, and he was drawing penalties. Um, he was actually, um, I did not know this, according to Josh Yowie, and I was reading his article this morning. I wrote it down for my podcast today. He was among the NHL leaders in this category last season for drawing penalties. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, he's very fast. Um, like I said, he's reminded me of Carl Haglin. Speed. He looks like he's almost assassinated him, and that's why he's drawing penalties. Uh, um, he's he's a handful, but um, I mean, I could definitely see why the Penguins were really big on this player. He reminds them of Haglin. He is like a younger version of them. Still six years, of course, is too much, but he's going to get on the score sheet. I think at some point, um, it, it's got to be coming. Uh, he's 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 played too well not to um, not to score, and. Um, yeah, he, he can you know, he play up and down the lineup, can play any situation, and he's just he he he's really looked good. I I, I did not expect him to look uh, this good early on in the season. He's just doing a lot more than I thought he would, and you know that's good. You know that's exactly what you want to see when um, you sign a new player to a contract that a lot of people laughed at you for, and rightfully so, considering the term was long. I know I sound like a broken record. I'm sorry about that, but. Um, yeah, he's gonna. Hopefully, he can keep this up. And then, of course, getting uh, to uh, Dominic Cahoon. First three games, not not a just just bad. He he's looked out of place. Last night was a good stepping stone in the right direction for him. Um, he was sprung on a uh, breakaway. Um, this was in the second period. Yeah, hit the uh, crossbar right above Gibson's shoulder. He beat Gibson clean. I mean, Cahoon went in fast on that breakaway. Nice wrist shot. Just could not bury it. Did not get a lucky bounce. But he was fast all night. He was getting he was getting a couple good looks, uh, good defensively. Um, it, it's taken a few games, but it's finally looking like Dominic Cahoon is um, establishing himself at, um, in, in, on this team. Um, and they need that. You know, they traded Olimata for him. Um, Cahoon had a really good rookie season for the Blackhawks last year. Almost scored 15 goals for them. Um and, you know, I know a lot of people said he did not look good in the preseason. His training camp was um, forgetful, to say the least, was what I've been uh, reading and hearing from some people. But uh, they're going to need that version of Dominic Cahoon that they saw last night. Um, uh, like I said, a good stepping uh, stone game for him. And it'll be interesting to see if he can keep this up. Uh, I know I sound, probably sound like a broken record for that. But uh, he needs to string some good games together here because uh, 
You know, he's he's one of those young players that a lot of people were looking forward to watching this season. A newcomer, you know, had a good scoring touch last season. Had a lot of his goals also at even strength. That's what looks like where that's where his best uh, play is. And so far, it hasn't been as good. But like I said, good good start, uh, good stepping stone last night. So um, he'll play up and down the lineup. He can play in almost any situation. But a really, really good job by Dominic Cahoon last night. Um, I guess going into this, uh, the Penguins will play two games this weekend. I'm trying to figure out my schedule for how I want to do these episodes. Uh, tomorrow is might be a bit of a, I, I'm going to try to do it before the Virginia Tech game. Of course, I don't, if you guys don't know, I do go to Virginia Tech. But also the Nationals uh, play in the pennant against the St. Louis Cardinals. They play at 4. I'll probably try to get up a preview of that game tomorrow before uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, well, honestly, probably in the early afternoon. Um, they play Minnesota, I should say. I, I've been switching around those games too much lately. But yeah, they go to Minnesota. They play the Wild tomorrow night. The Wild checking in on them. Uh, they, I do, I do believe they lost last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they got whooped. Yeah, the Wild are winless. I totally forgot about that. They, uh, they opened up the scoring, and then they just when they lost five two to the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg are zero and three. The Wild are zero and three to start the season. They will be looking to get their first one against the Penguins. Uh, the Wild are one of those weird teams. Of course, uh, Billy Guerin took over Minnesota. Uh, after they fired Paul Fenn, that couldn't have come soon enough. Minnesota is a weird team going into the season. Um, you really don't know what to expect out of them. They have some good players, uh, but also their depth is a little concerning to me. Um, they still have good defensemen. Devin Dubnik is still their goalie. But like I said, I can probably try to get a preview up of that game tomorrow um, with some more storylines. And then um, if I had to guess, they may play Jari for that game and then go back to Murray for Winnipeg. I think they'd want Murray to go up against Winnipeg again and try to redeem himself. It looks like Tristan Jari will, will potentially get his first start tomorrow unless they go Murray back-to-back, which I doubt they'll do. And then I'll have a, uh episode up on Sunday, uh, probably before NFL Sunday starts. When on Sunday, I usually like to just relax, watch some football, then watch some Penguins hockey. So I'll have an episode, a preview up of uh, that game, and then a recap of the Wild game that day as well. All right, guys, uh, like I said, thank you so much for listening. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Um, I really hope you guys are enjoying the show. Um, this was the first full week that I've done it. I love doing this. Um, it makes me happy every day that I can uh, have another platform to talk about the Penguins with. I love watching the games and chatting with you all on Twitter. But And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to have more episodes. I'll have some guests on hopefully soon. But, yeah, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll, we'll talk soon.